Welcome to the Jeremy Moms Podcast, where we take a deep dive into education to help optimize your performance. And today I have a special guest with me who um, I guess I could say I'm emotionally attached to to a certain degree. We've talked about being emotionally attached to diets and emotionally attached to fitness programs. Um, but someone who started out at literally as an online client, not knowing him, you know, from from anyone has become, you know, a really good you know, a friend of mine to this day, Mr. Dennis. Mr. Mullins. I'm afraid I'll mess up the last, I'm afraid I'll mess up the last name, right? So (laughs) McLaughlin, right? Yeah, it's only been seven years, still can't get the last name right. It's all right, I'll give you a pass at this point, buddy. Well, it's, you know, sorry, it is still, here you go. Oh, no, I updated it. You must have, uh, or the, the iPhones are doing updates now, so I actually have your name. Right. I know I had to do it for you because I I knew in your phone I was like Dennis Mick and just like the rest of the name was just too much it was too much for you so you had to drop it I get it <laughs> listen it's I I am not uh I am not the best when it comes to you know this pronunci- pronunciations there we go with names that was perfect right there right know? like I mean I grew <laughs> up when there, there was Johns and Sarahs and Bobs Okay, now we get in all these like cool names that people have, and I'm like, I'm sorry, you know, <laughs> like let let me stay in this protein, carbohydrate, fat, right. and um, exercise, you know, lane. Let me stay in this lane. I'm pretty good at it. You get me outside of it, and and I'm not very good. I get you. There 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 is a reason that the tool bag in my house is purple. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And I've 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 met your wife. I can attest to uh, her skill set. She handles most of the stuff. But hey, guys, a little bit of background on Dennis. You know, and, and Dennis, I'll have you give you know kind of background on yourself. You know, father, kids, and and what you do. But you know, background from my standpoint with you is you know you were my first ever winner. You know, inside of the first form game, right? And you know, I like to to point that out. You know, in the sense of, yes, I was training people, you know, before that I was a personal trainer. I worked with people, you know, from a nutritional standpoint, um, you know, had tons of people lose over 100 pounds, did bariatric, started CrossFit gym. So it's not like Dennis was my my first quote unquote client, but he was my first client that won, you know, anything within the first form world. Right. And then now that is, you know, my prim- primarily, you know what I focus on. That is a big part of my life. It's going to continue to be a big part of my life. And you're kind of the first in that, right? And and now we've had, you know, to be honest, like I, I've lost count because I started counting the one for the, the S2 competition too. And it, we're either at 31, 32 or somewhere in there, right? Like I'm going to have to go back and look at it, you know, from that standpoint. But technically you were two, right? Wasn't I one? Well, I mean, you were one, but you yeah. won twice. So. Oh, yes, I did win twice. I was going to say, because you never forget your first, Jeremy. I, never. I don't care how many came after me and are going to keep coming, but I am I can always sort of be the number one. So I, I can't get dethroned that way. You were the best. That's what I, I always tell people. I am the best dietitian in the National Guard. <laughs> and the only. I'm the only one, but hey. Let's, let's not go there. Um, and, you know, and I say this because, guys, it is something that I have learned. And I, for me, 
you know, being overweight growing up, I think this is just a passion of mine is helping people within fitness, right? Whether it's a curse or not, because unfortunately, sometimes, you know, I don't look for the bad in people. I don't, I don't see the bad in people, which sometimes gets me in trouble. Like I always look for the good, right? And I'm always, you know, in the sense I want to, to help people. And, you know, I remember the first gentleman that I trained, you know, personal training, his name is, is Kevin Henchman, and he is still a good friend to this day. His wife is my accountant, you know, they are still, they're, they're such good family friends that our kids calling Papa Kevin, right? Like, you know, because we've, we've maintained relationships over the years. Um, and that's what I like to do. Right. And, and some people's relationships that I work with are not going to be on the level that yours and mine are on. Like, it's just, you know, that is, that is the truth, you know, but that's the way I always treat people when I work with them. And it was the same way with you. I remember starting out, you know, just, you were, uh, middle-aged gentleman on the app, middle-aged then, you're a little older now, um, and you were very analytical in your thought process. And I remember having to give a little bit of tough love in the beginning of like, stop overthinking this. <laughs> uh, guilty, uh, guilty as charged. Uh, I did, and I, I did take that tough love. I, I, uh, I, and I was green as grass when I came in too, man. I don't know if you remember, like, I didn't know what a macro was. Like I had never heard of what that, I didn't even know that like the grams equated to calories. Like I knew when I say I knew nothing, I knew nothing. And so then when I started to get a little bit of knowledge, I'm like, okay, well now I have to ask 1000 questions so that I can know everything. And you were just like, listen, man, like, why don't you just focus on the basics and we'll deal with the rest of this stuff another time. Uh, yeah. and so you kind of put me in my place and, and then, you know, with, 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 with a, with a kind, kind, uh, uh, wording there, but, uh, it worked and, you know, I stopped sort of overanalyzing everything and just, you know, whatever Jeremy said, that's what I'm going to do. And I remember, you know, and, and what we're going to talk about the, the intent of the podcast guys is a, you know, tell some funny stories, but also like the intent today that I want people to realize, you know, you lost it. This is where it's all fuzzy. It's been seven years. It gets fuzzy. Yeah. It was 80 some pounds, 85. Yeah, it was 85. Yeah. So we lost 85 pounds along his journey. Um, and we set a physical goal, right? And that that is something that I like to do. And it is a tool in my toolbox when I work with a lot of individuals that come to me, right? Because when we start working, you know, especially fat loss, when you have that 40, 60, 80 or, or more pounds to lose, no matter what people say, the scale matters. Oh yeah, for sure. And it, it, and it can either make your day or break your day, you know, 100%. You no, doing everything right. You, yeah. It, it doesn't matter if we can talk about inflammation. I can talk about, Hey, let's focus on progress photos. Let's focus on measurements. Let's focus on, you know, getting that body fat test done your performance. You can say all that stuff and lay it out there, but unless you've been, you know, once again, overweight, you don't understand that that scale is going to matter for a while. So yeah. what I try to do as people get closer to their goal weight is have them focus on something physical, right? Um, and that's going to kind of be the intent of today. And, and I'm going to have Dennis back on because to be honest, like to tell his full story, we would be over our, you know, 20 or 30 minute time. We'll have our time cap that we try to keep our podcast um, from that standpoint. So um, without further ado, just give a little bit of history, you know, of yourself, what you do, um, you know, kind of where you're at today, and then we'll kind of get back into that, you know, year long progress 
you know, going from starting weight, losing 80 pounds, doing our hundred mile, um, but mountain bike ride, and then tossing on the Ironman after that. Yeah. So, uh, so Dennis McLaughlin, I am, uh, about to turn 48. Uh, so I'm staring down the barrel of 50 at this point, but, uh, uh, when I, uh, I'm, a, I'm, I live in, uh, the DC suburbs and father of four, um, I've got a kid at every school level. I've got a college kid, a high school kid, a junior high kid and an elementary school kid. So four boys and, uh, and a little girl is the youngest. So, um, live here, uh, in Virginia with my wife, uh, live born and raised in Virginia. Um, spent most of my life here, um, I am uh, a CFO of a uh, fin, uh, payments technology company. So busy, busy career, busy job, always kind of been uh, in the kind of corporate world and had uh, and had busy roles. And and when I found uh, First Form and the Transformation Challenge, you know, it was 2017. So I actually, I like to say it's my second birthday. So January 17th, 2017 was when I entered the, uh, the first uh, Transformation Challenge um, way back then. And so I was, uh, 40 at the time. Um, and, you know, was close to 280 pounds and, uh, and just decided to commit myself to a year. Um, and as I said before, and I know we'll get into it, like didn't know anything about anything, but just knew I had been heavy for most of my, certainly most of my adult life and just had to, was kind of at midlife and needed to make a change and, and, you know, I don't want to sort of skip to the end here, but, you know, it's just the best decision I've ever, uh, ever made. And really was the first time that I kind of really found success and sort of all the downstream things that came along with that, um, you know, over the course of that kind of year long journey. So. Well, and I want to pull something out of that. So people understand this, you know, you're, you're a main guy in what you do, right? You're, you're a point person inside of your business. Um, you are very intellectual. And I made the joke earlier on numbers. You guys can see with his profession, why he wanted to know everything. Once I started talking numbers inside the macro world, you know, he was wanting to know everything. And I was just like, dentist, protein and calories, <laughs> protein and calories, please focus on this. And this was like in January of that year. Right. So that you know, was early on in the process. Um, but I want people to understand that you can be the, you know, the top of the, the, you know, echelon or the tip of the spear inside your profession, you know, and I made this joke earlier and I'm okay with it, right? I'm okay with not knowing, you know, maybe how to do X or, or Y or Z around, around the house, right? Because I put all of my time and effort in the last two decades of, of learning everything I can in sports, nutrition, fat loss, and fitness. So I can become the best in this arena, right? And I'll be the first one to admit, I'm not very good with those in those other arenas. But I think this is where a lot of people are not humble enough. Like when they're starting their journey, they're fearful to fail and to start because they don't know anything. And then maybe they think that they should. And maybe that they're at, they're at this high level over here, but it's okay not to know things over here. Yeah, and I would, I'm glad you said that. I mean, I would tell you this, just the nature of my personality and my you know, kind of career life, I definitely fell into that category for, you know, kind of just most of, of, of my life and, and really kind of coming into this, this was really the first time. And I had, you know, kind of the same thought 
you know, after even, you know, despite me asking a lot of annoying questions, I, I did realize pretty quickly, like, for really kind of one of the first times in my life, like, I'm, I'm going to have to sort of just surrender my ego. And, and the way I looked at it was, you know, I was 40 years old, I was really heavy, I had kind of been heavy, and I'd done the classic, you know, lose 20 pounds, gain 30, and lose 30, gain 40. And I'd done that yo-yo, like, so many people have done. And my thought process was basically one of like, you know, you've tried this on your own, you've tried this, you know, so many times and haven't had success, like that approach isn't working. So maybe let's try, you know, you know, kind of surrendering, uh, getting a little uncomfortable and 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 realizing that like, you don't have all the answers and, and like, let's try a different path. Um, you know, and, and entering the contest itself was a big part of that as well. And so like, in addition to just sort of surrendering to to kind of listening to an expert, which was was you, you know, also just kind of getting out of Sorry. my comfort zone in terms of entering hey, the contest. It broke up a little bit. Can you say that? Can you say that last part? Listening to the what was I? <laughs> I you know I don't remember. I'm drawing a blank on what I said. Uh, yeah, this is this will be one of the few times I actually you know admit that like my man here is uh, is a bit of an expert in this department. The results show that he kind of knows what he's talking about. I guess I can sort of begrudgingly admit that. Okay, that came through clear. We, we're good. <laughs> okay, we don't need another take. Now, we talked about, you know, in the beginning, and, and that's another thing that stands out. And, I, and I'm pretty sure the YouTube video is still out there that people can, you know, find. And I'll, I'll make sure that we link that in the show notes. But I remember your initial video to enter the challenge in and to, to paint a little bit of history. You know, Dennis entered uh, the My Transformation Challenge before we had the first one app. Mm -hmm. So this was, you know, then it was just kind of a website. And I actually did my education in a Facebook group, right? So I'd have, yep. you know, I still have the Facebook group to the day that I put education in, but not as much, you know, because we have, we were able to educate inside the app. Um, and I remember that video, it was, you know, you kind of look back at it and it makes sense. And what I mean by that, like, you know, the light, it's dark. You don't want to say that you had a hoodie on. It was almost mm -hmm. like you did not want to be on camera. You didn't nope. want to be seen in that state of, you know, hey, I need help. I want to make a change, you know, and it, it's just, it's it's cool to see that video and to think about like, okay, where you're at to today and the things that you accomplished here today. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're, and I think people who are, who have struggled with their weight can really relate to this. I mean, it's, it's a very, it becomes almost sort of a second nature feeling where like you're, you're embarrassed because, uh, you, you know, people who are overweight, and, it, you know, it's not that they don't know. I mean, they know, and it's just, and they have that sense of sort of embarrassment that, you know, whether it's just in general. And so then like sitting in front of a camera and admitting that like, you got to make a change, like that's hard to do, but it was all kind of in that theme of like getting myself out of my comfort zone and trying a new approach and saying, all right, like, you know, the, the, the tenants of this challenge say, you know, make a video and talk about your story. I'm like, okay, like, and really kind of getting vulnerable um, was a was not something that I was very good at or very accustomed to at the time and um, but was super necessary. And you're right, like it's 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 cool to look back on that now and kind of remember that and sort of see, you know, that, that was kind of, you know, what day and, and I'm and I'm really thankful that I did it. And I would encourage folks if, if you know, if, if whatever journey you're going on, like, 
even if you never share it with anybody, like th doing those kinds of documentation videos and things like it's so easy to forget and just it's it's great to look back and go like, all right, that's where it all started and and kind of, you know, remember. And it's a proud thing to kind of move from there to to here. Yeah. And one thing that I like to do with the podcast is not, you know, I know a lot of podcasts out there, they just sit and talk and it's great stories and all that. But I like to give action items. And that would be one that I would tell people like, hey, I get it. If you're not in the app with me or you're not on the app, you know, the first one at period, that's okay. Take photos. Even yeah. if you don't share them with anybody, take them for yourself. That way you have them, you know, and you can go back and look at them, right? right. Because we are our worst enemies. Okay. Listen, I've got this little double chin that when I first gain weight, I've got a double chin. Like it's, it's there, right? Yeah. It's on YouTube. Okay. That's the first place I always look inside of photos inside. Anytime I see a picture of myself, I'm like, what does the double chin look like? I'm not looking at like, you know, okay, I've got veins in my, my quads now. Cause I've been riding my bike a little bit. I'm leaning out. I'm, I'm, I'm looking good. No, I'll look at the double chin. You do that too. Oh, right. Totally. Everybody does it. We have yep. this problem area. Versus what I teach individuals to do is like, hey, look at left shoulder to left shoulder, look at left, you know, hip to left hip, you kind of analyze it. And you're like, oh, man, that is a big difference. Um, and there was a, something else you said that I want to bring up and get your take on it, because when people are overweight, I think that one of the biggest things that happen inside of these challenges and, and when I say challenges, I'm just using our challenge as a given period of time to chase results. So we'll say health journey. When someone starts their health journey, it's almost like they already give up on their self. When that first obstacle comes up, they don't overcome it, right? And they say, well, I knew I couldn't have success. So speak a little bit to that. And then maybe to what that was that first obstacle, like big obstacle that you came to that year that you overcame and realized like, you know what? Yes, I can have success. I got past this issue, right? I got past this obstacle. I can do this. Yeah. So you're 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 a hundred percent right. And like, I think part of the accountability. I knew I knew how my brain worked at the time, and I knew that, you know, like a lot of people, if you kind of give yourself an out and and really kind of you know giving yourself an out at those stumbles, kind of gives yourself an excuse. Like ah, I knew I couldn't do it. I knew it wasn't for me. I knew in my case, like the story I heard. And told myself most of my life was like, I'm just a big guy. Like, I'm just a big guy. I'm supposed to be big. And so, you know, it's just how it's supposed to be. And so, like, you know, at the first stumble, I could easily sort of kind of gravitate to that and say, oh, well, you know, there it is again. There's just another validation of what was already in my head. And so, one of the ways that I, you know, kind of took action to sort of almost protect myself from myself was, I mean, the, the challenge is a big part of that because at the time we didn't have a, the app, um, but in concept, it worked the same way. You just uploaded your photos into a website and I had joined your Facebook group uh, at the time. And what I told myself was, okay, no matter what, like I, I can't have my pick. I'm not going to not put in pictures and every picture has to be a little bit better than the last one. And so where I ran into the potential where I was kind of could go off the rails and it kind of goes back to something you said earlier uh, in this podcast is just that number on the scale. And so like in the beginning, you know, the number wasn't moving a whole lot and that's what sort of generated all the questions and I'm not doing this right and it's not working for me, et cetera, et cetera. And like, you know, there was a 
part of you kind of talking me off the ledge was just kind of trust the, the trust the process, you know, mantra that, you know, you, you use a lot. Um, and that was something that I wasn't very good at. And so it took sort of real willpower to me go like, there's no part of me that enjoys trusting the process. Like I want to know, and I want to just like be certain. And so like having that sort of leap of faith and saying, all right, well, I'm going to just heads down, you know, trust the process. And that was going to be the way, cause I would go a week, two weeks, you know, and the number would either not move or go up. And I'm like, I'm clearly doing something wrong. And that was the thing that was going to derail me if we didn't. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to this guy and I'm going to ask him what's going on. And he's going to like, and like, it was just the trust, the process, just, just keep on. It's going to happen. Trust me, trust me, trust me. And like, that was the way that I kind of overcame it is just deciding that even though at the time I didn't believe you, I was like, cause everybody thinks that like, they're special. Like, Oh no, you don't know my situation. I'm a little bit different, blah, blah, blah. Like, I said, okay, like, no matter what, I'm just going to trust and like, see, and you know, worst case, if it really doesn't work out, I can go back to this guy and go like, hey, you were wrong. Like, I really am different and see, it didn't work. But of course, I was wrong. And the wheels started moving, as you said, they were going to. Well, and, and that's a great, you know, transition, because I always, you know, I always tell people, and I, I post this almost every, you know, quarter, you know, within the challenges. And <laughs> It's the Days of Thunder, you know, YouTube click or, or, or clip of, um, you know, basically saying, hey, you know, I need you to go out and run 50 miles your way and then give me 50 miles my way. Right. And that's what I ask a lot of people is like, hey, give me a challenge. Give me two months my way. OK. And, and the reason I say that is because what you said is so important on the scale when you're 40, 60, 80, 100 pounds overweight. And you're not doing these things of walking every single day, drinking enough water, optimizing your sleep, hitting your protein number, right? Your body is not a fine tune, for lack of better uh, words, machine, right? So what happens in the, the beginning, the body has to adapt a lot, you know, to this process, right? And, and I've talked a little bit of this in, in the other podcasts, like, you know, resistance training is going to allow the muscle cells to uptake a little bit more carbohydrate, right? The more carbohydrate we can store as muscle glycogen, the more water that we have, right? When you start increasing water intake from not drinking enough water, the body's like, what are you doing? I got to get yeah. rid of this. Yeah. I'm not used to this. So that affects the scale. So yes, there's so much going on. You know, when you come in in a detrained or an unhealthy state versus starting to do all those good things, right? And a lot of people don't see really good progress in that first month, right? And, and you were one of those individuals. And I can say this, um, you know, you can go to my Instagram and look at, um, you know, Kevin and Adam guys, a couple of people I've posted here recently, same way there. They only lost four pounds, I think, in January of last year. And both these gentlemen went on to lose over 100 pounds in the year, right? So people have to trust the process that that scale may or may not change in the beginning. But it's almost like, and I know you're going to love this, it's almost like compounding interest though, right? You're doing all that work, yep. all that effort, and then it catches up, right? And that's what happened to you. You know, once we got into months, you know, two, three, and four, then we just started consistently dropping at that game or at that at time point. Yeah. And that, and that's where like kind of being patient at the beginning. And then eventually when it starts happening, then 
the and I know this is I'm going to borrow another one of your your uh, phrases here. That kind of this the little snowball starts to get a little bit bigger as it's growing rolling down the hill, and then you know once you kind of get a little bit a little bit of momentum, it doesn't make it easy per se, but it's easier because you're saying, all right, well, like I've done it this way so far and it's worked so far. And then, you know, eventually you hit, you can hit little like brick walls and such. And then just, you get a lot more confident in the adjustments that, you know, you work together to kind of make, cause you're like, okay, well, like he was right so far, then whatever adjustment we're making, it's gonna, it's gonna get things moving again. And so, uh, no, yeah, totally. And the momentum then, you know, you can kind of ride that wave a little bit. Awesome. And guys, you know, the other thing that I like to do in the point of, of today's and in, in the education of today's podcast is uh, when you're along your journey, there's a certain point that I really want to start looking at something physical. Okay. And this is a personal preference. Like I have no data research or anything behind this. Okay. But I am a big fan of endurance sports for middle-aged people. Right. And what I mean by that is, is they're relatively safe, right? You know, I get it. There's a lot of people who like CrossFit competitions. There's a lot of people that, you know, maybe like powerlifting competitions. I, I, I get that. I am not saying that, you know, you have to do endurance events to have success long-term. I just like to recommend people to look at things like, you know, 10K, half marathon, marathon, you know, events, because it gives you something to train for, right? It gives us something to train for. And I think there's a lot of correlation between putting in the time and effort to do an Ironman or whatever the case may be in life, especially along the wellness journey. So what we did was, um, and I can't remember, if it, was it the first time that I met you when we did the 100 miler, like in person? That was, no, because I went to, we met at Summer Smash. So okay. it's summer smash, but that was the second time we had hung out was the, was the bike ride because okay. we went at summer smash in June or July. And then we did the bike ride in like August or something like that. Yeah. Now I'm getting really old. Right. Because I, I was then the third time, was it the mountain biking that winter? Cause I, th I was trying to figure out the mountain yes. bike, the mountain biking. Then after the end of the year, we did gotcha. a mountain bike ride with uh, right. you, me and Dave. And I can't remember Matt, I think. Yeah. So, um, I forgot Summer Smash, so it could have been because of the, the the coffee that I was drinking at Summer Smash. Maybe I just didn't remember, you know, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had actually, I don't know if you remember, you had a broken arm, that one. You had your arm in a sling and a big old brace. That is right. It was the year, it was the year I fell off my mountain bike yep. and had to have the uh, surgery. Yep. Yes, I do remember now. Um, but what we transitioned from, so along Dennis's journey, okay, just letting, you know, the listeners, so you could think about it, right? Because a lot of people right now, this is the end of January, this should drop, you know, fairly soon, maybe first of February when this drops or the end of January, a lot of people are in, the, in this case right now, like maybe they've only lost, you know, which still is a good loss, you know, two or three pounds this month. That's still good. We are building that snowball, like you said. Right. We're going to ready to start making adjustments. That compounding interest is going to happen. We're going to start losing faster. But there will become a point in everyone's journey that we do need to focus on something other than the scale. Right. And I love making that a physical event. So your first physical, first physical event was a 100 mile uh, ride. Mm -hmm. Right. In West Virginia um, on the Greenbrier River Trail. So which, you know, was supposed to be flat. But yeah, it felt like it was up, up, you know, it was like a story of our grandparents, right? It was uphill both ways. 
Right. Yeah, we we get on there and, you know, Mullins is like, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure we're flat here. And, and it, it was an out and back. And huh. so we kind of went out and it was just like, I mean, it wasn't like up, up, but it was just enough of a grade where you were like, I think we're going uphill. And if you look at the elevation chart afterwards, literally the first 50 miles was just this steady burn. Gradually. And then, the river, yeah, you're going up river. So it was right. just a gradual quote unquote climb. Right. But then you were so tired coming back that it felt like a climb on the way back. And, yes. you know, it, it was a good point because the reason I did that, you know, I remember just, you know, thinking through it from a coaching standpoint was I wanted you to focus on something physical. I wanted to get away from the scale, especially that last quarter of that year, because you were fairly lean. Mm -hmm. Right. And and we didn't have a lot of weight to lose going into the end of the, the last quarter of that year. Um, so we really just, you know, I started focus on, OK, hey, let's focus on some physical events, you know, from that. But talk a little bit how that maybe relieved a little bit of anxiety or relieved a little bit of stress in the mind of, OK, now, hey, I've got to go out and ride, you know, 20 miles. I got to ride 30 miles. I got to work this up to build accomplish this 100 miles and how that gave you a new focus in your journey. Well, I think it, it, you 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 nailed it. It was it was a new focus, and so up until that point, you know, when you're still kind of when you're in the beginning, when you're kind of learning, you know, how to track macros, and you're watching the scale, and you're just sort of being really kind of dialed in with your diet and kind of learning how to do that, it takes a lot of your attention. But then, you know, everybody like normal people, you know, will find a way to kind of make that a habit, and they'll get into a routine, and so by kind of throwing out the challenge around a hundred mile bike ride. Um, you know, I still remember it was, you know, the, the, the exchange went something like, Hey, uh, you should do a hundred mile bike ride and I'll do it with you. And like, it wasn't really asking. It was just like, this is what you're going to do. And I'm like, okay, like this is what I'm down. And so training for it up until that point, to your point, like gave me something to focus on because now in addition to keeping my diet dialed in and, and, you know, kind of just stand on track from the food standpoint. Now I had a thing, like I had a goal to focus on and say, okay, and whatever date it was, you know, I'm meeting up with Jeremy and we're going to go ride a hundred miles and I better be ready for it or else, you know, I'm going to look like an idiot when I have to tap out and, you know, at mile 60 or whatever. And so, you know, focusing on that goal, you know, and having that be another thing to kind of occupy some of my brain, you know, kind of help keep things fresh and and allowed to kind of you know kind of stay engaged in the process because i mean a year is in some ways a short period but in some ways like it can be monotonous if all you're doing is the same thing week in week out day in day out and there's no other thing to focus on it can kind of become a little bit you know mundane and so you know it was a great kind of i don't say distraction but it was a great new thing to to focus on more so than a, a distraction per se man and you nailed it right because you just said it like you know, a year is short, relative, yeah. but it's long. Yeah. But here I am asking people to go out and do the same thing for the rest of their life on this health journey. You know, right? I'm asking you to like, hey, eat healthy, right? Right? Eat this way. Walk every day. Do your resistance training. Like that becomes very boring to a degree. Right. Right? Because it's the same stuff. But, you know, we we have to perfect the simple stuff. Right? But the, the, and, I, and I did this on the very first podcast, I talk about changing habits. You have to change your identity to fit that. And you didn't become a cyclist, right? Nope. 
I would, nope. I would argue you didn't become a triathlete, you know, nope. even though you've done some Ironman we're, we're, and, and we haven't talked about this yet, right? We're doing Ironman again this year. We're going yep. to Ironman Florida, both Dennis yep. and I. Um, we did that one together. Let's <laughs> get, we're old two years ago, 2021, 21. Okay. Yeah. And, and then we did, uh, your very first Ironman in Maryland in 2019, 19. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And the story um, there, the story that we should talk about the story of how that one came to be in a minute. Well, so yeah, we'll, 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 we'll yeah. wrap up with that. Right. All and, right. But the point I want people to understand with this is like, Hey, when, I'm going to teach this, right? Especially if you're working with me on the, the app in, in coaching. Once I get you down to um, close to your goal weight, we're going to focus on something physical, right? Because I think it's very important. We can learn a lot from it. But what I want you to realize is if you go out and run a marathon, it's okay to not become a, you know, to, to not have the identity that you're a runner, right. right? But you need to have the identity that you are a healthy person. And then that healthy person is going to pick something else that they're going to go do, which might not be a, a marathon. Cool. Gotcha. You don't have to become a runner. All you do is run, right? That's okay too. It's okay to have an identity as a runner because then every time you run, it makes you feel good, mm -hmm. right? So now like every time you're training for an event and this is the cool thing, we're doing the same thing, right? Seven years later, right? There's a little bit of stress on both of us that we've signed up for this event at Ironman Florida. We're not going to show up, you know, out of shape, right? right? Now our training programs might look a little bit different, but that's okay. <laughs> That's for damn sure. That should be another episode in the future. Just the difference in how Jeremy Mullins trains for an Ironman and how Dennis trains for an Ironman. But we'll leave that for another day. Um, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I would I would add to the end of that is, you know, that whatever that physical goal is like, you know, you know, you're kind of on the right track when the challenge is kind of laid out to you and it like makes you a little nervous. I mean, it, you know, it should be something that you can't go out and do tomorrow. And it's something that, you know, like maybe you've thought about, maybe you haven't, but you kind of went at the prospect of it. You're like, all right, like I got to work to be able to do that. And that's that, that sort of creates the new journey that then will create the new accomplishment, which will create a win. And even if you're not identifying, if you do a marathon to use your, your example, like you may not identify yourself as a runner, but you've identified yourself as someone who can kind of pick something really hard and go after and do it and then accomplish whatever that thing is for, for you. And that bleeds over into life, right? right? Whether, whether you have the goal of, Hey, I want to retire a millionaire, whether you have the goal of, Hey, I want to be, you know, the next CEO, whatever the case is, right. It bleeds over into life, but let's wrap up with it. You want to talk about it, you know, how, <laughs> How did Ironman Maryland become a thing? Yeah, so uh, it was really a bit of, I think this is the proper use of the term, is a little bit of serendipity. But uh, so I, it was post 2017, post the weight loss. I had gotten, I got flown out to HQ, uh, first form HQ, and, um, you know, did kind of a photo shoot and some video and some all, so all that kind of fun stuff. And as luck would have it, there was a storm back in Virginia when I was supposed to fly home. So my flight home got canceled. So I literally am leaving the airport and I'm texting Sal and saying, hey, my phone, my my flight got canceled. And so stayed another night, ended up the next day going to lunch with Sal and Brian Teach and some of the other guys. And, and as, as Sal is one to do, Sal starts running his mouth a little bit about 
about some, you know, challenge that he wants to take on, um, which I want to make sure, I hope he hears this. Uh, so please make sure he listens to this episode. Um, make sure to tag him in this one. I will. Yeah, for sure. And so like, we're sitting around having lunch, having a good time. And, and Sal starts going, we're all going to do a full Ironman and you're going to do it with us. And then he, he FaceTimes you or sends you a video message. And he's like, Hey, look what I'm here with. We're all going to do a full Ironman. We're all going to do it. And you're like, cool. And I'm like, and so I was like, at that point, like on the spot, committed to it right then. So this is early 2018. And we were going to do a full Ironman in 2019. Like, we're going to do it next year. Okay. And like, at the time, mind you, I had not swam really ever. Uh, And so, you know, proceeded to commit to something I didn't fully understand. I had run, I had done a hundred mile bike ride. I had never run more than a half marathon. And so like all these aspects of this challenge were sort of daunting to me. And I didn't really know what I was signing up for, but over the course of the year and a half between the committing, which was sort of early 18 and the, the event, which was September, I believe of 19, um, you know, learned to swim. So humbled myself and got uh, my kids swim team coach to say, Hey, will you give a grown man one-on-one swim lessons and, and teach me how to swim. So did that and trained and, uh, trained just a little bit more than you, uh, I believe, uh, ahead of that of that event, um, and uh, and and we we went and and we did it, and and uh, you know, as if an Ironman wasn't hard enough, um, for folks who can look this up in the Chop Tank River in Maryland, uh, uh, it empties into the bay, and you know, ordinarily you wouldn't find jellyfish in a river, no, but. When it empties into the bay, the jellyfish find their way into the chop tank. And so Jeremy and I are getting ready to go swim for 2.4 miles. And there is a flood of jellyfish. And so not just one sting, every part of your skin that is exposed uh, got stung. So in addition to swimming 2.4 miles, which is hard enough, uh, we had the pleasure of being stung by jellyfish literally the entire time it's so ingrained in my mind if i go to an aquarium with kids and there's jellyfish i take photos and message dennis like it is a thing that we do because it wasn't just like one or two oh no see a jellyfish and you're like oh jellyfish it was i guess there's schools of them i guess you'd call it school i guess correct terminology you didn't just hit one like you just swam through multiple ones as it was it was bad it was bad. And you just had to accept the fact that you were just going to get torn up. And so we got out and they're spraying us all with vinegar. And and so uh, so that was quite the adventure. And so, uh, you know, we have this great photo. Uh, Jeremy's posted it and we should we should maybe post it when we do this. Like there's this great photo of Jeremy and I crossing the finish line. That's probably one of the most important pictures uh, for me because it's just it's a it's a thing that I never thought I could do in a million, million years, you know, for most of my life. And so, um, you know, and that's, that's one of those things where, uh, you know, at the end of that event, um, you either decide you're going to, you're going to glutton for punishment, you're going to do more of that stuff, or you're going to hate it. And I was, I chose the glutton for punishment route. And so, um, and the last thing I'll say on it is, uh, and the reason why I wanted to make sure Sal hears this is, he still hasn't done one. uh, And I'm getting ready to do my third. And so, 
he talked us into and then laid down the gauntlet and just decided he wasn't going to pick it up himself. I just picked it up for him. And Jeremy and I have since uh, done two and we're getting ready to do our third. And so uh, we're still waiting on you, Sal. And and we'd like you to, we invite you to join us anytime you uh, feel inclined. I think he's got it in him. I, you know, we just gotta, I think so too. Gotta, listen, he can do the, he can do the Jeremy Mullins protocol, right? Like, Hey, start training, you know, eight weeks out, you'll be okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> For anyone that wants to do Ironman, I'll, I'll wrap it up with this today. And we'll get into, you know, when I, I want to bring Dennis on multiple times. We were talking about this, and, and A, he didn't have the time today. I, you know, and I wanted to keep this was a little longer than normal, uh, but we'll bring him on for multiple times to finish this story out and have a different educational topic to go in it, you know. But life got busy, like in, in Sal's defense, you know, like that's when first form, like it took off like a rocket ship. Right. right. And, and now it's still a rocket ship. There's a little bit more resources now than, than then. Um, so I, I true hardly believe he'll find some time in the next, you know, three to five years to do one with us. But like, it got so busy out here. I remember there was a certain point that I'm like, I have to start training. Right. Like I've got to start, like, I mean, I work out an hour a day, but I wasn't riding my bike. I wasn't running. And I remember just cranking up the the mile. Okay, I got to get up to where I ride a hundred miles before this event, right? I've got to build where I run, you know, 10, 10 miles before this event. And then mm -hmm. six weeks before the event, I started swimming. And it was actually pretty good. Like I swam okay, um, biked okay because Maryland's flat and I'm a, I'm a decent biker as long as I'm getting some bike time in. And luckily enough for me, you know, I took one for the team being the, the good coach I am. <laughs> With true honesty, I was just done. I got off the bike and in my my mind, which I didn't want to cross with you. Like I wanted to finish, you know, with you that day. But part of me was just so tired that I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to wait on him. Yeah. And, and so and I ran the first seven miles to catch you while you were walking because you're a better biker than me. So yep. you finished that first. And so you started hoofing it. And I was like, well, I got to catch him. So I literally off the bike, I was first seven miles. I was just running and just, I finally got you. And then we, then we sort of death marched in. Death death marched in. in. So, yeah. so, Hey, if you're out there, if you can swim and you can bike, okay, you can walk a marathon and finish an Ironman. Yep. I, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm a study of one for that. It'll literally, <laughs> I mean, other than a little bit at the beginning when I first started running and then my mind started turning into like, Maybe I should just wait on you. I'm not feeling that good. So yeah, and you could train for the full year ahead of time, or you could do the Jeremy route and just like take a couple of weeks and just do run a couple of times and you know wing it. You're good. Yeah, yeah that's good. I, I hey, training this. I'm already on the bike. You know, it's the show. Race is not till November. I'm already on the bike. Um, I ran three times last week with an eight mile run in there. I am training as of now. So, I, I would love to hear. I can't wait to hear your training rides in that hot Florida sun. Now that you're down in Tallahassee, correct. The weather's much better, so maybe I'll maybe I'll maybe I'll PR this year when we go down there. So, <laughs> all right, Dennis, man, I appreciate you for coming on today, guys. I hope you uh, enjoyed it. Once again, not you know not me reading on research and education and all that fun stuff, but I hope to bring you once again more guests on, kind of tell their story along the way because I, I truly think that that's how we continue to change lives because there's going to be a 40 to 45 year old out there father of four that's in that same boat as you and it's going to this is going to resonate with him or there's people out there looking for the next thing and you, you sign up for an ironman you know and i'll leave it with this that photo means a lot to me 
right? We went on and we had what, 10, 12 of us, you know, that did um, Ironman Florida a few years later. And while there was more people there and it was cooler, it was bigger, I I changed more lives. There was, you know, once again, there's still something cool about your first, right? So that photo always means something to me. So I appreciate your time, brother. I love you. And I hope you have a great day. Love you, man. Talk to you. All right, guys. Until next time, we'll see you.